Get Real with Lisa Crown podcast. Lisa Crown here. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, this is fun. I'm going to be in the hot seat today. I get to be interviewed. You know, from time to time, it's fun to do that. And so I'm excited. Um, Heather's going to be interviewing me. Heather Marquis is my amazing, um, hardworking uh, executive assistant. And uh, she is going to be interviewing me. There's some questions that just come up through coaching, come up in general. People have asked me, you know, from time to time. And kind of accumulated some of these questions together, some I threw in. And uh, uh, let's see what I've got to say. Check it out. It's going to be a fun interview. All right. My first question for you is, please tell us about your work journey. Work journey. Yes. Hey, so we're going to travel back and... <laughs> uh, I started working when I was 11. When I was 11 years old, I owned my own business, two businesses. Um, I was, I owned a babysitting service and I owned a car washing service at 11. So I have been literally working my entire life. Um, <laughs> just Sounds like super, it. Dri- super driven, super passionate about, about that. And then Uh, Once I got into college, I was in college, I waited tables, I worked at a bank, like I just literally 7am to 2am, I was, I was booked all day, all night. And I loved it. I love being busy, 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 busy. And so I met a guy who I would see him at the bank and I would see him at my cocktail when I do, you know, uh, I was cocktail waitress and all stuff. And um, he was like, you need to get into my business. And Uh, you know, a whole story kind of broke out about that, but I got in, you know, 24 years ago and um, I was able to kind of rest all all the different things that I was doing just to hop in and master one craft and became a title sales executive in 1998. Wow. Yeah. For 18 and a half years until I decided I wanted to build a coaching platform from the ground up. And here we are. And here we are. Seven years later. (laughs) And good thing you made that decision to take a a leap of faith in that career jump, you know? Thanks for all of us. Awesome. All right. Uh, My next question. You've coached around a thousand people in your life. What has been your biggest takeaway or something that you have learned along the way? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, You know, I noticed like we're all in this together. I noticed that there's so much similarity across the nation. So it's not just the people in California or the people in Texas that I coach or the people in, you know, you know, um, Nevada. It's it. There is this common denominator of fears and challenges and insecurities and overthinking and time blocking issues and focusing in on the competition and not on their vision and what they want. Um, A lack of goal preparation. you know, just need a little bit more help with tools or mastering our tools or feeling more confident in in their offerings and their value proposition. There's definitely this common denominator. There's another common denominator and that is people are so hungry for growth and learning and opportunity, whether they started title today or they've been in 45 years, whether they're in the top 2% in the nation or they're struggling with orders, there's this common denominator that everybody really wants exponential growth and is super determined to unlock their full potential. Um, Some do it, some struggle with it, 
but I just feel like my biggest takeaway is the commonality that there's just so much similar stuff. And I think a lot of times reps feel they're in this alone. Their feelings are like, they're the only one. And I just want to tell them that there's 999 other people yeah, for that, sure. feel that way at times too. Yeah. People are people, right? No matter where, where they are and how you slice it. So yep, for sure. Okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, next one. What's your advice for new sales executives? And also what's your advice for experienced sales executives? New, okay. New sales execs. I, I would say this, you got to get with your sales manager and you need to figure out where, what's your territory. Where's your elite database? Where's your core? Who are you going after? And you need a game plan. It really starts from a vision and then the steps to get to that vision. You know, you really have to get it down. When are you going to prospect? When are, how many appointments do you want to set a week? You need to fill out a goal sheet. Coach gives out a goal sheet and coaching, but you really need to get the core, the foundation, which is to me, the elite database. Who are you going after? Who's, who's the maintenance clients? Who's the, who's the targets? And I call targets people who give you zero business. Who are they? What's the game plan to get them? I also would encourage new people. You need to be really clear about what your sales managers want from you. How many orders they need you to open, how many appointments they need to be on, what's their prospecting expectation, because between you and I, you really want to exceed that expectation, but you need to know what it is first. You definitely want to talk to them about that. That's extremely important. And the other thing too is get visible. Figure out a way to start campaigning yourself through social media, through um, flyers, through emails, through text, through talk to text, through, uh, you know, picking up the phone and calling, like really campaigning and marking yourself like you're running for the president of the United States. You know, it's interesting. A lot of my new people um, have moved up the ladder all the way to the top spot. That's why the, hence the background is like to the top spot because, <laughs> oh, to the top spot because, yeah. because this is their organic talent coming into our business that is literally giving veterans a run for their money because they're coming out, they're creative, they're feisty, they're hungry, they're ready to do. They're like, put me in coach, what do you need me to do? So um, I super soft spot in my heart for those new people. So love my newbies, love my organic talent. As far as advice for an existing uh, veteran in the sales world, here's my thing. You need to, you need to reassess. We all need that. I did that in my business too, where you need to revamp, right? You need to go and look through everything you're doing. What are you saying yes to? What do you need to keep? What do you need to let go of? What do you need to change? What's going on in your world? Some people have old, old habits from the eighties and the nineties. And some of it's cool. Some of it's old and it's, and, and the market might be passing you by. You know, we've got technology, we have social media platforms, we've got different ways to communicate. A lot of times they feel a lot more comfortable being in person. You hear that a lot. I want to be in person, in person, which is great, but there's so many other avenues to do your business strategically, to save time, to do more, to, you know, uh, go after some of those bigger targets. And another thing for my maintenance or my uh, veterans, longtime experience reps, you got to protect your prey. You got to protect your prey and you protect it by doing, I have something called the project book, which is like a prospecting Bible. And it's religiously doing it every single day. It's literally making sure you identify who is using you and who do you need to protect? They need to feel you, touch you, 
you know, uh, be connected to you so that if I walked up to that person, I go, when you think of title, who do you think of? And if they don't say your name right then and there, something's all right. Right. We, we need to do more in that part. For sure. Yes, for sure. Okay. Awesome. Uh, next one. You are super passionate about mindset and weaving it into your work. Tell us about it. Mindset. <laughs> I love one. mindset. I actually am in the process of developing them in blueprints of uh, developing a mindset coaching course because I'm so into it. I'm really big about it. Your mindset is everything. Without that being on point, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle, you know, um, and it gets in our way. We are the root of majority of our problems. There, I said it. We, if you decide today, everything wrong in my life, I'm going to take 100% responsibility for you're a change man or woman right there. We can end this interview because that's really all you need to know. Take full responsibility. We are in charge and in control of all that happens to us. Okay. To the best of our ability. And the reality is your mind, when you are overthinking, it's like, to me, I envision people who overthink, you might as well latch two big clamps around your ankles and throw the anchor overboard, land into the bottom of the ocean and bye. Cause there you go. And I did a podcast on that called overthinking is an anchor. It just takes you all the way down to the bottom. It does you no good. And you got to do a check-in. You got to check in and say, is that an overthought or is that a factual truth statement? And even if it is factual and true, how do you work around it? Where we get to, you know, make specific wise choices every single day is really, it's really your work. Your work every day is to make good, wise choices every single day. And even when we come up to a conundrum or a problem or an issue or this or that, we reassess, you know, two steps back, reassess and go back at it. These things are not allowed to wrap around our neck and choke us. Mindset is everything. You know, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? If you look in the mirror and you're mad at yourself or you don't feel confident or you think you're ugly or you think you're overweight or you think you're um, not a good person, you're gossiping too much and you're super insecure. When you look in the mirror and you don't have a good relationship with who you see, that's your first piece of work. That's where you start. Yeah. Because you get that right. Oh, unlocking your full potentials on the, is, is inevitable because you need that piece first yeah. to be clear. Your mindset is everything. For sure. And that's what's great about that is mindset, something we all can always improve on. Like it's, it's like a lifetime work in progress thing. Always, all of us, celebrities, yep. people think Oprah has it perfect. JLo has it perfect. Oh no, these people are working on and have mindset coaches. Hello. Right. Right. For sure. Everybody's working on it. Yep. All of us. That's, part, that's so fun. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, a lot of reps in the nation focus a lot on their competition and what advice do you have for them? Oh yeah. It's a little bit of the mindset thing too. You know, I mean, we've all done it. It's, it's this, um, it's almost a subconscious behavior. Truly. We're next thing, you know, it's like so-and-so is out to an event with a title rep or they're sitting down in the room with a title rep or, you know, a person, a colleague at my office is doing more business to me and they started after me and, they're getting more counts than me. And there's a lot of jealousy and there's a lot of resentment and then gossip or talking crap or feeling 
you know, negative um, about people. Here's my thing. And I did a podcast on it um, because I think this is so important. You got to stay in your lane. If you stay in your lane and you live every day that your job is to go through the laps, right? Pretend like you're in the Olympics, like tight Olympics. And your thing is about getting in the pool and swimming your heart out to get to the finish line. If you stopped and kind of hovered and looked in the other lanes and checked out the other people, what are they doing? What are they sending? Who's talking to them? How many orders they get? What did they get? Who are they working with? My person talking to them. You're going to just sit there and idle in your lane, which is zero productivity isn't going to get you where you need to go. It brings you down and you're not going to win that race. And the reality is to me, I always say my biggest competitor is me. So when you want to look at your biggest competitor, look in the mirror. If I can be my last paycheck last month and I'm growing, does it really matter what the people in lane one, two, 10 and 12 are doing? Does it really matter? It doesn't. And so for me, I always say focus understand what your ultimate goals are should be a part of your vision or vision board or goal board. And that every time you slip off, you look in the other lane, it should trigger. Oh, coach says, look at your goals, look at your vision, get back, get back in the saddle or get back in the lane, start swimming. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing advice. What's the best way to generate new business? Best way to generate new business is having a plan. You can't generate new business if you don't have a plan, you know? So you have to really have a goal sheet and your choices each day have to be revenue generating choices. Things that are going to, um, things that are going to, get you to reach those goals, specific things, tactical things. When is your prospecting? When are your one-on-ones? When is your follow-up? When is your personal time? Like your time, time blocking and your goals and prepping on these things are really, really important. You generate new business ultimately from relentlessly following up. You generate business ultimately because you prospect like a ninja and you just don't take no for an answer and you just keep going after it. You can bat the no when you need to. And you're organized with who you're calling and what you're calling about. Um, you're not afraid. Uh, being afraid does not get us to new, fresh business. The reality is people will make a change if you give them a reason to. So get clear on your reason and execute. Yep, for sure, so true. Okay, next one. Um, please share your follow-up strategy with us for when you were in sales. WTF, I know what y'all are thinking. Well, it sort of means that, <laughs> but it also means work that follow-up. Did a podcast on it. I will say this, follow-up is a strategy. First and foremost, if you say yes to doing it, you're above most. Second of all, if you do it and you execute, you are the one because people don't follow up enough. That's a common denominator right there. In the nation, people are not following up religiously enough. This is a national breakdown. Follow up is the kicker to serious success. You can prospect all day long. You can go to as many one-on-ones as you want, but the bridge between the one-on-one and the order is your follow-up tactic. So I have a follow-up blog, follow-up script, 
follow-up messaging, a whole series of different strategic tips to, to, to follow up with these people. You need to be following up every seven to 10 days, call, text, talk to text, video, you know, and just, and just getting it, executing it, getting it done will get you there. Absolutely. That's great advice. Okay. Um, you talk and coach a lot on confidence. Please give us a few tactics to build confidence. Confidence is my favorite. Big one. Let me tell you a story. So my boss says to me once, this was like five years ago. <clears throat> he said, I have a question for you. I said, what? He said, I get it. You give tools, you give money work, you, you know, you got buddy teams, you do all kinds of great stuff. I need to understand why you're making your graduates so confident. Why? What is that? right? Can we buy a bag, click, swipe on Amazon and arrives at the front door? What's that about? It's a little bit of my magic. I'm not going to lie. I'm very proud of this because, because confidence comes from the doing. It comes from the practice. It comes from putting fear in the closet and showing up to do whatever it takes to get better and stronger and to be, you know, cognizant of that, you know, the willingness to get better and get stronger and get more confident is what's really going to get you there. But it's really in the practice. You got to yeah. practice day in, day out. You know, it's kind of like a basketball player, right? He's a, he or she is a sports athlete, but we're a title athlete, right? And what do they do to get a ball in a basket? They practice over and over and over and over and over, over, over again. And if they didn't practice, if they showed up for game day, I don't care how good they are in the NBA. I don't care if it's Michael Jordan. It doesn't matter. It's the practice is the part that makes these people the best because it's every day. It's no excuses. It's all in when they practice. And it's just this relentless pursuit to get more confident and strong in mastering their craft. Yes. Yes. Practice is everything. Okay. Um, how do you balance work and being a mom and a wife? Can we end here? Cause this is not my strong suit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shoot oh yeah 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 um yeah this was a struggle for me I I lived a life I was a single person lived alone like was a workaholic I did my thing I just I loved work I loved when I was a I was a title rep at the time and I loved it and I love my clients and I love the creativity and I love the busyness and I would work in the mo early morning and I'd work in the day and the night and the late at night and the weekends and the holidays and I skipped seven years of travel so I can work and pour my heart and soul. It's going to, it's going to choke me up because it's something that I really strongly believe that I was meant to experience it that way so that I coach it another way. Yeah. Um, so then when I met my wonderful, amazing husband and we had a baby and she got here, Miss Adelaide, um, I was like, Oh, so where are you supposed to fit? <laughs> right. Where do I put you in this crazy world of mine? And uh, it was growing pains. Yeah. So new mommies or even experienced mommies that are feeling it, you're just not alone. That's another thing across the nation. That's a common thread is working moms and pops, uh, challenging with the balance. I read something once and I struggle with it because they're like, I don't, so I read somewhere where somebody I really like, I don't know if it was Bryn Brown or Rachel Hollis or someone was like, they're, is no real true balance. Mm -hmm. 
it's choices, it's feeling, it's checking in to go, how am I feeling right now? Am I feeling really business bogged down and not enough personal life? And I haven't got my toes done in, you know, six weeks and I haven't gone on a trip and I haven't had a girl's night or, you know, played tennis or uh, gone on a date with my man or, you know, like what happens when you check in? How are you, you know? Yeah. Balance comes from, in my opinion, because I do feel that we can get some form of it to exist because we are religious with our time blocks and our day planners and our victory swipes. Hello. Yeah. Um, really big about that. And I, I look, I always look at my day planner, like I'm forecasting this, this masterpiece, you know, at the top of my week on Sunday, I'll look at this clean slate. How do I want to, what am I saying yes to where, what, what do I want to fill up my, my days and my nights with so that I feel balanced as, as best balanced as I possibly can, because I do feel the greatest job I've ever been getting in my life is being a mommy. And I feel so, so blessed. And I feel like my kids have taught me so much and other mommies and other dads. So thank you to those people who've inspired me and, who I learn from every single day. Cause this is something that I just continue to work on and get yeah. better and stronger. Yeah. Yep. Definitely a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Again, something we're going to be working on our entire lives. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. And to wrap up one last thing, Lisa in life, what do you know for sure? Ah, I'm so glad you asked <laughs> me that. I ask everybody to interview this question. Yeah. I was like, oh, when are we going to wrap this up? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because <sighs> in life, what do I know for sure? It's a tough one. Oh, <laughs> I know that feeling at peace with yourself and your life and having and feeling free and not having a pile and stuff stacked up that bothers you, bothers you or holds you back or holds you down or doesn't believe in you. You know, when, when you're at peace and free, you are the richest person I know. For sure. 100%. Oh yeah. So that's, well said. that's my ultimate goal. Well said, drop the mic. That was, I know, right. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. And with a bang, cause that's oh, so true. So true. All right. Well, thank you so much for answering all of my questions and I hope everyone enjoyed the interview. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Bye. Bye-bye. So thanks for listening to that uh, whole interview process. That was so much fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. Love being in the hot seat. Please submit your questions that you'd like me to answer on a podcast, and I'll do that again in the future. Heather, thank you so much for interviewing me. I had so much fun. Thanks for listening. You guys can connect me on all the different platforms, social media, website, email. Just reach out if you'd like to get into my next coaching platform. Um, I've got openings every three months. Thank you so much. DJ, kick us off something that's going to get us in the mood to groove.